No, I'll never understand religions. I had a lot of thoughts on this earlier, so I'm trying to voice some of it. Part of it was, is, you know, religions, they just, they say they're all about, you know, goodness and truth and loving and, and all this, but, you know, all these things they say that are so great about themselves, they want to, quote, quote, bring to the world and make the world a better place. <clears throat> but they use all that as rhetoric for those at the top to just preach hatred, to preach unacceptance and division. You know, and if it isn't all of them, it's quite a few of them that are extremists. You know, and they're allowed to get away with it. You know, religions, I don't care if you're, you know, Christian or Muslim or what. You know, there are some people in each one of those religions that preach hate. And they're at the top, and they're at the bottom, and they're everywhere in the middle. And they just get away with it, and they let them get away with it. You know, how can you stop hatred of religion against religion? Unless those within the same religion stop it. You can't have Muslims like stopping Christians that hate them. You can't have Christians stopping Muslims that hate Christians. I mean, that just creates a holy war, basically. And in some manner or another, as in the multiple wars we've had in the Middle East lately, you, know, you can only stop hatred amongst yourselves, on your own religions, you know, and, and teach tolerance. But every religion is all about intolerance. You know, they're all about the exact opposite of what they say they are. It's like the fucking bizarre world in this country, in this world today. It's like, it used to be a time, you know, I don't know when it was, but different points in history, where religions got along. And the Muslims themselves, they used to have the Persian Empire. Everyone in the Persian Empire, guess what, had different religions. And yet, they got along. You know, Muslims didn't try to force everyone to be Muslim. And yet nowadays they have this doctrine of, well, if you're not Muslim, then you're an infidel. And then, you know, we're trying to save you. This is always your excuse. We're trying to save you from a miserable afterlife. You know, so that's your excuse to force their religion on you. You know, and this comes, you know, quite frankly, as a reflection of all the hatred that Christians have had on Muslims. For all this time as well. You know, this is like a feedback loop, people. This isn't a one-sided argument where people just preach hate and then the other side just preaches hate. It's it's a feedback loop. You know, if, if Christians complain and hate and start wars against Muslims and prop up dictatorships that oppress them and divide countries into geographical lines which causes them to hate each other, like... Pakistan and India and all throughout the Middle East, you know, this is done on purpose to divide people. You know, the white man that came in and did this was the Christian white man. It wasn't just a politician or a country that did this. These people, you know, they're driven by and they're backed by religion. And if you don't see it, I mean, look at the Republican Party of America. Look at, like, all your religious affiliated parties and all your white Western culture worlds. No wonder we're clashing with the Middle East. I mean, we did it. We're the ones who institutionalize religious and moral values in our governmental systems. You know, and they're not bad things. I mean, I'm not saying all religious moral values are bad. No, not at all. 
but we institutionalize them in governments and you force them upon people who quite frankly don't want it forced upon them, you're going to get endless division. You're going to get endless people who are, who are going to be oppressed and persecuted and locked up and beaten and shot at and marginalized and compartmentalized into their little space in society. You know, that's the injustice of it. That's the injustice of a religiously backed political country. You know, I mean, the West today and the way its religious morals are pressed upon society is very much like Iran and how their religious morals are pressed upon their society. I mean, it's not the same. No, it's different. But it's still a religious state. You know, we say we're secular, but we're not. We're not. In the Muslim world, they see right through it. They're like, mm-hmm. That's the Christian nation. And guess what? The Christian nation has been carving up and dividing Muslims for fucking hundreds of years. Thousands of years. You know, if anyone knows any history, I mean, nothing I say is false. It's a fact. You know, and, and, and people in the West think they're not culpable and, you know, the way the world is all fucked up. I mean, they're more than culpable. If anything, I mean, I'm not saying... The people themselves did it, but the people they elected in charge and the people with the money and the power, the kings and queens and all the religious people that back them, yeah, they did do it. You know, you can't like really hold these people accountable. I mean, how do you hold accountable the kings and queens of old or even today? You can't. They're un they're unaccountable. You can't do anything to them because they make the laws. Not only do they make the laws, but they control the courts. They they literally make the money out of thin air digitally. But they just get away with it because there's really no power to the people. You know, we think we have power, but we don't. You know, we, we like to think, oh, we can go to court and the courts will do things and laws will be passed and Everyone will be civil, and, and things will just happen the way they should. And eventually we'll get to a utopian society. And I have to say, it's kind of a falsehood. Because at the end of the day, the real battle isn't between the left and the right, or even the conservatives and the liberals. The real battle is between the rich and the poor. The haves and the have-nots. You know, those with power and money, and those without power and money. You know, and the religion backs one or the other. Religion typically backs those with power and money. And that's a fact. That is a fact. And if they didn't, then why do we have the world we have today? You know, a world backed, justifi justified by religious virtues that they try to institutionalize in all of our governments. You know, this is why people get marginalized. It's because the laws that are passed. Laws again promoted and backed by, and you know, by electing people into position, you know, these religions get these laws passed over time. It wasn't all at once, but it did happen. You know, in some ways, yeah, we're a lot more liberal than we used to be. I'll agree with that. 
you know, religion has lost its grip on power, you know, by just being religious. And instead it's kind of, you know, instead of just losing all of its religious power and sway, it's kind of creeped into the political systems and the justice systems and the monopolies of money and corporations around the world. But mostly the, the political systems and the money systems. I mean, those are the most two powerful things. You know, the ability to buy people off with money is probably the most powerful thing. And if that doesn't work, you know, can always point guns at them through the government. Or hold nuclear weapons over everyone's head to compel them to do the bidding of those in power. Otherwise, you know, they started two world wars already. You wouldn't put past them to start a third. Especially with all their rhetoric and just waiting and praying that the apocalypse comes. And they're more than willing to push that button in, in our minds. Because, you know, they're religious fanatics. They can't wait for the end of the world. So Jesus and Muhammad and whoever will come back. They're just itching for it. I swear, both sides. <laughs> it blows my mind. And it just keeps going on. They just preach hatred. You know, everyone in the world who's modern, if religion, religious, I mean, if you want to change anything in the world, fucking stop being so goddamn religious. I mean, I hate to swear like that, but, you know, sometimes you just need to put your weapons down. And your weapon, it's religion. You know, nothing, nothing is more of a weapon than division. And nothing divides the world more than religion. And it's like, you know, if you're if you're not like super religious, I don't know why you'd have a problem with that. You know, have religion take a back seat in your life and in your children's life and society's life for a couple decades at least or more. And just learn to get the fuck along. You know how hard is that? You, know, you really want to change the world, I mean I want a Christian go marry a Muslim and live in a country. Or a Muslim marry a Christian to come live in this country. If you want to force change, that'll force change. If people are sick and tired, fucking dealing with all this bullshit, and then just, you can marry your way out of it. You can, like, dissolve borders with this. You can dissolve religious persecution and religious hatred attitudes. And your parents may not like it, but you know what? I say, fuck your parents. Fuck all this bigotry, fuck all this religious hatred, fuck all these stupid borders, you know, penning up civilians that just because they're born there, they're like servitude and slaves to the powers that be. Who, who are the fuck signed? If anyone has ever in their life signed a piece of paper that says, I agree to be a citizen of this country and abide by all the laws and rules and, you know, do whatever our leaders say, I will sign that paper and psh, you know, they, they are my masters. I am own, basically owned by them. You know, no one. No one can raise their hand and say they, they signed that paper. You know, unless, unless you can sign papers when you're a baby. Oh, wait. Your parents signed that. That's right. And somehow, they had the right to basically force you into the servitude of all the social systems that you are under control by, you know, when you were born. I mean, how, how, how did you 
lose all your rights to fucking make a sound decision in your life. Whether or not to abide and follow the rules and governance of social systems that rule our lives when you were like not even a year old. I mean, who took away that right of yours? I mean, that's like a basic human right to be a free being of the universe, a free being of Earth. You know, I, did, I didn't come to this planet to be penned and hemmed into fucking countries and social systems and monetary systems and political systems and religious systems. You know, it's all forced upon you at birth. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people... Just accepting it too, it's like, you know, everyone in the world, you do realize that you're just a product of your programming. You're programmed from birth to be this or that. Why do you think everyone's so goddamn different? I mean, think about it. Why are we so different? Because we, have, we don't have peace on earth, we have division on earth. You know, we don't have goodwill towards men. We have hatred towards men, and women, and queers, and gays, and whatever religion is not yours, or whatever country is not yours. There's so many reasons to hate each other. Just one endless divisionary tactic after another. By all these social systems that we live under. You know, and all these social systems could do the exact opposite. They could actually bring us together, but they don't. They don't. It's amazing. It's mind-boggling. It blows my mind every day to think of the utopian society we could all be living in right now. But we don't. Because the people on the top just want to keep their power. And that's what it's all about. You know, the whole sick problem with the whole world is we, we all bow down to a hierarchical power structure. It's the root of everything. If the people were equal and free, instead of this hierarchical rule, nearly all this corruption would be gone. Nearly all this hatred would be gone. All this misunderstanding would be gone. This radicalization, this extremism. I mean, it wouldn't be gone, gone, especially in our, our generation. Now, hopefully, in a generation or two, it'd eventually go away. You know, if people started just being decent to each other, maybe in 30 or 40 years, it might be normal. And people could just stop preaching hate and passing on racism to their children. You know, and it's up to the new generation to change it. I mean, they may not like understand all the geopolitical banking and religious bullshit that I get. But man, all you gotta do is make a simple decision is, you know, just don't do what they tell you to. Just make a complete change. Just, you know, simple things, you know, like marry someone who isn't from your country. If everyone did that, countries would be gone. There would be no more countries. How can you stop the mass immigration of the world? And once that started happening, I mean, after a while, it would just get so big that people could just, like, walk across countries anymore. It just, it wouldn't even matter because we're so mixed up. You go to any town in any country and it's, like, more than 50% of 
are all foreigners in every country. That would be great. Yeah, how can you declare war or even consider declaring war on another country when like, you know, 30 or 40 million of your countrymen live there? You can't. You know, two or three hundred million Chinese and a couple hundred million Russians live in America and a couple, I don't know, hundred million people in America lived in all the other places of the world. If we just like to the simple change your seats seats from this this place to another place and mixed it up a bit, you can't justify having these wars anymore. Or the expenditures of it. You can't. And how do you control people that just move across borders? And if you don't like the country you're in and you want to stand up against how shitty it is, just fucking marry someone from another country and move there. Or vice versa, move to the other country. It's just a simple solution. And it's so mind-numbingly easy so long as people can give up this whole, you know, religious mindset of the sanctity of marriage, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, God, it's just such a... People who believe that, I mean, it's great to have these heartfelt desires that you love someone, but really, you have that before you get married. You have that without someone, you know, having a book and, you know, waving the little hands in the air and saying, oh, we're sanctifying this, you know. Our religion is like, yeah, we're good with this now. Before that, you couldn't really love this person. But now, it's been sanctified by religion. Thumbs up. We're not going to call you bastards or or uh, heathens or infidels or you know whatever religious name calling they do. Or whore. Yeah, they call a woman a whore. You're not married. You know, they shame people into doing this. They force them through shame into being like this. You know, it's a mind trick. It's a Jedi mind trick. These religious communities play on people. They keep themselves in power. They control sex. They control religion. They control family, all through marriage. And the first thing they do is they take it away. You're not allowed to love anyone. And they give it back to you. They give you back something they didn't even really have in the first place. Other than the mind trick of saying, oh, you got to have the sanctity of marriage of our religion. And that's all it is. It's a mind trick. They take away something that they never really had in the first place to give back to you. Now, but people need to lose that, oh, marriage is so mystical and amazing. It's not. It's a piece of paper you sign that contractually obligates you to the agreements that have been made between two people. And it makes it so you can, one, you know, have a tax bracket difference. Who the fuck cares? It doesn't even matter anymore. And two, the one thing they really hold you on with with, uh, marriage on the... uh, political side, the judicial side, is that whether or not you can see your spouse in an emergency situation. They really like fucking cut your heartstrings and cut your heart out if you don't get married with someone. Because if you're not married, you can't see them when they're hurt or in the hospital. And that's such bullshit. The fucking and that's how they could that's how they control you with marriage on that side as well. And it's such bullshit that Someone I've been living with for fucking 10, 20 years of my life can't see me in a hospital because they're not related to me. 
because we're not married? Who are you to say that that person can't see me? You know? And that's how they get you on that side. And they hold you by financial reasons. You know, you're going to lose everything if you get divorced. And the cost of a lawyer and the whole judicial fucking nightmare of dealing with getting a divorce. Oh, yeah, that's in there, too. They make it real painful to break those bonds of the signature on a marriage certificate. And a marriage certificate, you know what it is? It's a marriage certificate. is a servitude of slavery and ownership of a woman to a man passed down from the father to the husband. And it's a symbolic mind hook, mind thing that those in power play on us. It gets us to succumb to these ideals that women are controlled by men. And you just pass along this property when you're married. And it's like, wow, it's a double whammy. It's like men own women still. Men are better. It's still not equal. And at the same time, religion retains its power. They, they tell you what to do. They prevent you from loving someone and then give you back your right that you originally had in your, in your own hand and your own heart in the first place, you know? It's just, man, if people just could make these just mind leaps and understand that, you know, let the shit go and not give a fuck what some person, the dusty old book, or what some judge throws a piece of paper at you to, you know, confirm whether or not you can be with someone. You know, I as a being in this universe and the rights to love someone regardless of what anyone else says. And I sure as hell don't need someone to sanctify it or to fucking sign off on a piece of paper to tell me I can or can't love someone. It's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And this is ex absolutely what people in power use to control us. At least on the heartstring side. And they still get away with it. And it's mind-numbing that people still buy into it. I mean, I can understand why you want to get married. You fall in love. You want to show that person you love them. But quite honestly, I think, not only all the stuff I just said, but I think to, to, if you really love someone and you don't get married and you don't send a piece of paper and yet you still stay with them, there's no obligation to stay with them, but you still stay with them anyways, to me, this says you love them more than anything else. And who the hell stays with someone unless they really love them? Like me and Alicia, we've been together like 15 years. And I've loved her this entire time. It's like, I could have left at any time. She could have left at any time. You know, but with that, that marriage certificate, it was supposed to make it real. You know, and it doesn't really matter. You know, why, why, why do we need some of the force each other into staying with each other. Are people really that narcissistic and what's the word? Uh, insecure to think that they can't live on their own and be alone. They just have to obligate that person and get that rubber stamp to say, yeah, you will stay with me. It's like, ah, I feel secure. That comfort of knowing no matter what, no matter how much that person hates me, they're going to stay with me. Because <clears throat> it's going to be a real pain in the ass, both socially, monetarily, 
and legally to fucking leave me. You know? It's like, ah, got him now. It's like, why do you think, why do you need that to be in a relationship? I think if you need like something like that in a relationship, you kind of got problems. Why can't you just be real with someone? And if you don't like them, then you can just leave or they can leave. I don't have that insecurity. If someone doesn't like me, I'll fucking move on. There's like literally billions of people to meet in this world. You can meet someone every second of every day for your whole life. And not even get into like the millions of meeting someone. It's a ridiculous number of people in this world to meet. And yet, people are so insecure that they're going to be alone. That they've got to have someone contractually sign themselves and pledge themselves for religion. Take to stay with them forever and ever. It's just like, man, talk about ego problems. So on that basis, I don't understand why marriage is even a consideration anymore in most people's minds. And all you gotta do is look at the numbers too. Like most people get divorced. It just doesn't even make sense to me. I think the only reason I could ever support marriage is to fucking destroy the borders of the world. Just to just tear them down. Do you imagine how different the world would be if, you know, half of China and half of India just moved around the world? Or any country. Any country can do it. In every part of the world, you'd have a Chinatown, a Japan town, an India town. I mean, how much better off would the world be like that? Imagine the diversity of just having all these different cultures in your own city. You don't have to travel across the world to see an Indian culture or Chinese culture. You just, like, drive to India town or drive to Chinatown. There it is. You know, it's everywhere. How amazing would that be to have different cultures in your own culture? I think that'd be great. You no longer have to, like, spend thousands of dollars to go to Japan or China or or Europe or the Middle East or India or anywhere to see different cultures in the right in my own backyard. I think that'd be great. You know, and Americans could go to all these other countries and be like, hey, Americans, you know, some of them aren't so bad. You know, teach them how to think like Americans in a way. You know, there's a real gap in the way people think, you know, in these countries versus America. This idea of freedom is just like, it's not in the world's mind. Not like it is in America. There's just something about Americans in America where this idea of freedom, even though we don't really have it because we have a really oppressive government that's religiously controlled and you know, controlled by the banking and corporation cartels. <clears throat> but uh, deep down we have a feeling for it. Just because of our past and you know, we're like the only country to really stand up against those powers that be that we, you know, escaped Europe for. You know, people were sick and tired of dealing with all this bullshit back in the day. And you know, that's why I came to America. To be done with it. To get rid of the kings and queens. To get rid of the tyrants. To get rid of the bankers. To get rid of the insurance people. You know, to get rid of the religious backing of all that bullshit. You know, that's why we came here. Make a land that was free of all that bullshit. And guess what? It's all here still. It's just like morphed into different things. Now, we were still under the 
same rules of serfdom and peasantry and slavery that we were 100, 200, 300 years ago. Nothing has changed. <clears throat> Nothing's really changed. We still live under hierarchical rule. It's a little nicer. You know, our chains are a little more glittier. Or not glittier, but our chains look a little nicer. You know, they may be gold chains or silver chains or, you know, chains may have electronic gadgets that you like or whatever toot your horn and, you know, get you going in the world and make you subservient to it. You know, this is why you participate to get those little tiny little toys, the shiny little toys in existence that you just can't get without participating in the system. This is, we, we do it so we can all have a new iPhone every, every year, you know, or a new computer or go on a vacation here or there or have a new vehicle or, you know, quite frankly, just to pay the bills. You know, we all buy into it. And yeah, people need to pay the bills. I agree. But there's more than one way to pay a bill. You can pay it with your labor. You don't have to have cash to make the world work. You can simply, you know, with modern technology and cell phones and security and encryption, you know, be able to have a transparent society that is self-ruling. Follows the consensus of the world, uh, the world at large, and your local world, I guess you could say. But there's no reason we can't. There's no reason. It's such a mind blowingly big thing to do to change the world. It's like people wouldn't even consider it. Because it's like, I don't, know, I don't know if I trust that guy down the street or that person walking by me every day or the people I see all around me. I don't trust these people. You know? So therefore, I'm going to elect someone in charge who has the same opinions and views as I do. I'm going to trust that guy on the top to make the decisions for me. And when he makes his decisions, he's got the guns, he's got the, he's got the money, and he's got the judicial systems and the coercion tactics that they can use to force other people to make the world as I view it should be. You know? So I win, that, so that my way of viewing the world is the correct way, and the way everyone else will have to view it. And if not, they can go to jail, or they can get shot, or they can be beaten, they can be marginalized, you know, whatever have you. They don't care. You know, that, that's that's the direction people take, who just give away their freedom to have a say in society. You know, who view that we need to have representational government. You know, representational government had its time. Don't get me wrong. It's far better than the kings and the tyrants of old. But quite frankly, it's it's standing in the way more than it is <clears throat> freeing us. Because all that's happened is they've twisted and turned and changed representational government into just, just a new form of power and oppression and divisionism and hierarchical systems that are structured to control us today for their own benefit 
for their yachts and their planes and their bank accounts and their gold jewels and their gold bars, their golden toilet seats, and their fucking empires upon empires of wealth and status and entitlement and religious backing. It's just like, it's just endless. There's literally no end to the amount of accumulation of wealth and power that these people want. It is really, there's never enough for them. I mean, look at Donald Trump. The guy's had like, I mean, he was he was born rich. Let's just start there. He could just been stopped right there and be like, okay, I'm rich. I'm just going to enjoy that. I'll be a playboy. I have to do a goddamn thing. My daddy left me all my money. He could have been one of those guys. But nope. He had to make his own empire. So he did that. He made this huge empire. You know, and no, no matter what, no matter how big the empire got, it just had to get bigger. And it got to the point where it's like, I'm not even going to build shit anymore. I'm just going to throw my name on it. And therefore, my empire just keeps expanding just by me throwing my name on the shit. And, and branding. You know, I'll just get paid. Just throw Trump four words right on it. Boom, and gold. And all of a sudden, it's high quality. You know, and that's what he does. He brands his name all over the world. And yet, he doesn't even have to pay for it. They pay him for four letters. They're like T-R-U-M-P. Five letters, sorry. It's like, boom. Hundreds of millions of dollars come rolling his way because he signed a piece of paperwork that said, yep, you can use those five letters. It's like, man, he owns all this just by giving people five letters. It's still not enough for him. He didn't even have to build it. It's just like five letters, boom. Give me money. And yet, okay, so then what do you do? I'm not rich enough. I'm going to have fame. And he was famous. People actually liked Trump when he was on The Apprentice. I kind of like Trump, quite honestly. I love that show. You know, he kind of lost me when the one person walks out, Joan Rivers, she walks out of the show, gives, just fucking gives up. And yet, he gives it to her over the gambling girl. I can't remember her name. But man, she should have won it. Like, Joan Rivers? Of all the people you're going to pick to win that show? Joan Rivers? She just complained, complained, and then she quit. She quit. And then you gave her the win? Man, you don't give a quitter a win. I mean, that's just like, right there was like, nope. Bad decision, Trump. You lost me on that one. You're giving a quitter of the win. Dumb. Anyways, I digress from that. I, this is the one thing I couldn't stand about that show. Yeah, people liked him then. People thought he knew what he's talking about. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I think it was a bunch of show. I almost think it was enough. It was not so much of a show that was part of the whole pre-getting elected to president thing. You know? Show that you can be the guy in charge on TV and get all this press. Not only do you get all this press and like reruns in the show, but it's like he makes money doing it. It's like win, win, win with him, you know. But then that wasn't enough. He had to actually be president. Now he's president. It's like, what's next, Trump? Have you won the game monopoly of life of being rich and powerful and famous yet? Is it enough? And the answer is no. It's never enough. 
And yet, this is what everyone in the world aspires to be. They aspire to be rich. They aspire to be famous. They aspire to be powerful. He's all three. And the guy is looks like he's miserable. He's so stressed out. He's like, I mean, he's done it. He is the poster child for absolute success on all three. It's amazing. I mean, I applaud you, Trump. Goddamn, you are the entertainer of the world by far. Talk about like just being able to just get the whole world just focusing on you. It's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And it works. You can just like tweet anything. You can just like tweet just like farting noises and then you know some dumb shit support the NRA I don't know <laughs> just fart noises and let's build walls for division you know I can't believe he's making a fucking two dimensional shape a fence basically is gonna be the defining moment in his presidency like really you're just gonna put a barrier up between us and Mexico there you go. Great job, Trump. But, you know, that's all right. I kind of like it because it shows just how racist America still is. That's part of it. It's just going to be such a symbol of racism. Like, yes, a <clears throat> 10 or $20 billion symbol of government waste and racism. Gotta love it. Talk about a monument to what's wrong with this country. Money that could be really well spent, like doing so many other things. It's insane. And quite frankly, he could pay for that wall just by having these corporations pay a fair share of taxes. I mean, he could pay for that wall 10 times over, probably, if he really made them pay a fair share of their taxes. But nope. Nope, 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 nope. We gotta take it from education. We gotta take it from the environment. We gotta take it from social justice systems, government oversight. I mean, you name it. It's just been like hacked away at. Not only by Trump, but for fucking decades. Just making more and more ineffectual government on purpose. You know, this undermines the people's faith in government. I mean, that, that's part of the plan, I think. You know, if you undermine the faith in government, then it's like, who do you go to? You go to people with guns and religion, right? And those That's where people who are afraid and don't like the world the way it is, they're going to flock to something. And if they can't flock to government to represent the people to make adequate social change and then you're going to go to guns and, gun, and guns and religion it's exactly the playbook you know the, the religious right has kind of done they make government ineffectual they say they hate government government should be small and it doesn't work so they'll just keep coming to the republican party i don't understand it people are dumb i do understand it people are dumb they just don't know or understand what's going on. And I get it. There's so much to know. And who wants to read about all that bullshit? I know I don't. I do, but I don't. You have to stay on top of this stuff. People got to understand. If 
you don't know what's going on in this world, the world is just going to get worse and worse and worse. But no one wants to do anything. Sometimes I really, I really wonder if humanity will pull out this spiraling nosedive that we got going on with these power structures that run this world. I mean, just the mere fact that we have this sword of Democles of nuclear war hanging overheads, not only for like fucking 50 or 60 years, but it's getting worse. It's getting worse. We have like the biggest megalomaniacs ever in charge. The finger on that button. And nothing happens. It never changes. And if you think you can elect someone in office to change that, you're fucking crazy. You know, systems of power do one thing. Maintain systems of power for their own power or get more power. You know, it's never about giving up any power at all. No systems of power do that. I mean, that's the big flaw with our entire system. Like I said, again, the hierarchical control. You know, until you get transparency in the world, and people are willing to just, on their own, be transparent, you're never going to have trust. And without trust and transparency, you can never have a consensus system. I mean, how can you trust a system when you, you can't trust each other, right? So this is why we elect governments and representational people. Just do it all for us, to be lazy about it. You know, and, and of course, I mean, it makes sense. In the world we've lived in for generations, and really forever, you know, it's true. You could never have a consensus-like system. But quite honestly, what people don't realize is we're at a point with our technology where it's like either it's going to be used to enslave us or it's going to be used to free us. And right now, all roads, paths, and points, you know, it's just going right down the road of enslavement. You know, more and more consolidation of those in power staying in power by our freely giving up our rights and allowing technology to be developed in such a way where one day, you know, they'll have all the cards. You know, once the technology is so pervasive and the surveillance systems that they have are even more evasive and all the laws are in place to, you know, that they've been placed there to, you know, watch everything you say or do or think, you know, that's coming. You know, they may not like look at it every moment every day, but the data is there. And with supercomputers and AI, they can scan through all that shit and pick out and select who they do and do not like. Believe me, that day is coming. All that web searching you do, all those people you talk to, all those things you write down, all that digital trace, that digital imprint of who you are, it's recorded. Guarantee you. And, you know, no one's watching you. But some AI might go through all that day and we, like, pick you out and, like, yep, this person is not what we deem to be a proper thinking person in this world. 
But it could happen. And you're worried about background checks of guns. How about, you know, background checks of who you are? You know, who is this person? Oh, let me look up, you know, the last 20 years of their, you know, digital imprint. Oh, okay. And we can flag them as this or that or this. You know, we can categorize them. And that's what they'll do. You know, they may not be doing it now, but they're collecting the data now, aren't they? So there you go. There is the proof right now. You know, I'm not saying they're doing it now. What I'm saying is they're collecting the data so sometime down in the future, they can do it. It's a scary thought, but quite honestly, by the, their, the mere act of them collecting data makes it possible. It's a fact. All of these agencies of the government are just pushing and pushing and pushing for more AI. Why? So they can just keep looking at all your data. And they only have to, they don't even have to have people do it. They just you know, push a button and say, hey, 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 Alexa, who are the people I hate? Give me some names. And boom, there's a huge list. This is like 10,000 people you don't like. You know, maybe you should lock them up. You know, and that's where it goes. I can see why people with guns don't want them to be taken away. Someone came over to my house and wanted to lock me up because I was looking at Lesbian porn? You're damn straight I wouldn't want to be locked up for that. It's a fucking fascist system. You know, I can't look at porn. You know, there, there's a religious state taking hold again right there. And if it wasn't for the fact that you could argue porn is art, we would not have porn on the internet today. You know, we've been able to argue that. that you know, new bodies are art. You know, if you couldn't argue that fact... You would not be seeing any sexual revolution you're seeing today. I mean, porn has its problems, don't get me wrong. And porn has like really liberated humanity sexually in a lot of ways. I don't think people would realize. And in a lot of ways it creates a lot of equality between males and females, in my opinion. You know, what what can be bad from opening up and having more awareness of something? People always want to hide from knowing more. But really, if anything, it just creates more understanding and acceptance. And that's just one example. Yeah, I was going to look at yeah. AI, scary thought. Quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's listening to me right now. I mean, I'm talking on a phone. Phone that's quite literally can be connected to the internet at any time. You could download and comprehend every word I'm saying. And that's that's not some science fiction bullshit. That is today's technology. It can literally do that. All you have to do is, you know, flip on some electronic switch in my phone to be like, send that data online to this computer and store it. I mean that is literally all you have to do. And it's not even that hard. I'll bet a hacker could do that. There you go. Phone just records everything you do, sends it online, sits there, types it out, looks for keywords and comprehension. You know, that's what AI does. AI is going to be like, you know, billion people. You know, this is basically one AI is like having like millions and millions of people being able to just look through all your data at all the times. An omnipotent 
digital god just like you know trolling through all your data you know that's what this AI is going to become for those in power mark my words and it makes you really wonder do you want technology to enslave you or do you want to control it so it frees you you know and, that, and that's the thing it's like this is, goes back to what I was saying before Technology is a double-edged sword. Right now, it's being used to enslave us, but in the future, you're going to go into space. Technology is what frees us. You can't live in space without high levels of technology. It's impossible. So yeah, you need technology, but you only need it after you've been freed from being enslaved by these hierarchical systems that we have today. And technology is a tool. Cell phones, internet, it's a tool. People need to use it as such. And they don't. And they just abuse it. And they allow it to be abused and used in ways that the power structures can take their advantage. And, and it happens. If you don't see it, then you're fucking blind. It's everywhere. Like all this trolling shit. The Russian trolls that work 24 hours a day trolling the world, you know, creating controversy and division. I mean, it's literally going on two days, every minute, every day. Technology is more and more pervasive in our lives. And we can just get rid of it. There's an option. We can just tune out of it. We can use it as a tool. We can use it to set us free. I mean, there's so many things you can do with technology. But the one path that's going down is less freedom, more surveillance, more police state, more control. Because you know, those in power can see right where this world's going. And it's going right down the shitter because that's where they've led us to. You know, war, middle of a war, nuclear war, arms races, you know, geopolitical problems everywhere that they create, that they prop up all these governments all over the world that everyone hates and supply them with arms and Western money and Western ways of banking and, you know, making debt and enslaving people with all that bullshit. And this is all the Western way of doing things that comes back. All the way back to the Middle Ages from the kings and the Pope and the late Templar. You know? It's just a different twist to all our modern world is. We are still living in the Middle Ages. Just twist. You know, hiding the, behind the facade of representational government that is either communist or democratic or socialist. They're all the same thing. I mean, if you took democratic communist or social systems and got rid of the hierarchical structures that they have they look very similar to me as long as people have this have a, a, a say and an individual vote and what goes on they're really not that much different other than who possesses what i mean quite frankly it's all the only real nuance between them all if you take away the hierarchical corrupt systems that they all fall under today if you take that away you know, what it really boils down to, if everyone had one vote and a say in the world that they live in and their systems, the one thing that really, that really distinctly changes them is, you know, are these goods for the public or for private ownership and use? You know, that's the varying degree. Communism is just like, it's all public. It's all public use. Socialism is like half and half. And... You know, 
democracies, you know, capitalisms, it's it's all privately owned. Unless it's like through the government in some way. We kind of have a quasi a little bit of everything in in the Western world as well. You know, I can't say exclusively it's privately owned, but for the most part, the democratic way is privately owned health goods and but the thing is it's just like we're just splitting hairs of ownership to create all this division. You know, and it's all done for the sake of the same thing, representational government. Because representational government is what is set up to divide everyone. Just fact. Because how can you trust a government that is representational to really be looking out for the people? To really say that yes, they have the people's interest at heart. When you look around the world today and it's like every government doesn't have the people's interest at heart. These are all divisionary. Because by their very nature of how they are today, they are just set to to divide each other to the left and the right, the rich and the poor, to the have and the have nots. You know? If it was for the people, they would be working ceaselessly ceaselessly to bring everyone together they don't they work ceaselessly to bring everyone apart i mean that's just like bare facts what governments can you say that they work to fucking bring people together and have a consensus and have understanding and reasonableness and openness and transparency and yada 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 it doesn't exist not in this country not in any country and maybe some scandinavian countries they get the closest but still even them Hierarchical governments is the bane of existence. I would just love to see how a consensusly built social system of governance would work. I think it'd be amazing to watch unfold. It'd just be pure chaos at first, but I think eventually, once you get the laws worked out, between the left, the right, and the middle, you know, checkbox system, I think it would be pretty smooth. But man, I just you know, hacking away at like fucking endless textbooks of law to something that's fucking recognizable by an average human being would take endless amounts of effort and endless amounts of bickering that you just had to basically just start over and just use that shit as a reference. Not, not even just try to fix it, just be like it's reference material. You know, all this law is just reference material. And for that reference material, we're going to make a left, we're going to make a right, and we're going to make a middle version of the interpretations of that law. You know, and you can choose which one you want to fall under. You know, you want to move to that state, that state will be conservative, then go live in that state. You want to be in a liberal state, go live in a liberal state. You, you want to live in a liberal city, go live in a liberal city. You want to live in a conservative rural area, go live there. All the laws can be checkbox to your left right or middle i hope people want to pick the middle it's really the best thing to do for humanity but then we can serve and be conservative and then go live in a conservative state don't bitch in the moon if you live in a liberal state and things aren't conservative you're not the majority that's and vice versa but you know that's the problem with humanity no matter what they're always going to use the excuse of oh i'm going to try to save you i don't want you to quote unquote burn in there's some purgatory or punishment version of hell, you know. So therefore, I've got to force you, for your very own good, to be like us, to be 
the good guys, quote unquote. There's always going to be an excuse that will always divide humanity because they want to make everyone like themselves. You know, one way has to win. And that's the mindset of literally every person who takes a side in everything. You know, religion especially. God, it is such a big problem. Just keep mulling this over and over and over. Like, how do you really tackle literally the world's largest problem all at once? Because, I mean, I've come to the conclusion already that you have to do all of them at once. You can't just fix one. Just, just be straight up. You can't fix one or two problems in a row and expect them all to just eventually work themselves out. You have to fix all the problems at once. Otherwise, wherever you know you fix it, one issue, the powers of be will always be tugging up at that rope to get more power in some other way. When you make a slack, it's just going to be tightened up by some power. You need to make all the power structures slack at the same time. And only then does like this hierarchical system, you know, built around multiple different types of hierarchical systems come crashing down. You have to imagine like just this big base of humanity is just like a big old slab. And on top of that side, we just have like these power structures just pulling up at it. As long as you get all these little tiny points, it's pulling up at it. And you got all the people on the bottom and all the people who are entitled and rich and prosperous at the top. And all these little tiny power you know, systems above it. Just like these little points pulling up at it. And all together, they kind of make a pyramid or a cone. You know, it's like you can't get rid of one. Because you still got the overall hierarchical cone existing. You know what I'm saying? If you can imagine it. There's like multiple things controlling humanity. You get rid of one, and all it's going to do is spike the other ones that are left. It's fact. It's guaranteed. You need to do all of them at once. And there's three major ones are religion, politics, and government finance. You know, and everything linked to them. You know, like government. They got guns and nukes. You know, like everything that falls under them. Energy, laws, prisons, and religion. Everything under them. You know, the religious pushing of their morals into the government. You know, it's not just religion, it's how they affect other things like government. And you get the money. Money just like gets pushed into certain portions of the human society to get humans to do things that are productive for war and more power and more consolidation of that power. Now that's what money does. You know, it, it's there to make more consolidation and more power for those that already have power. That's what money does. It flows to power and it helps maintain power. And the status quo. How can you change the world that we live in that has all the things that are wrong with it and still say you want to keep money? I don't think it's possible. Not in the current system it's in, at least. 
I think money should be more like just an accounting of you know the good deeds you've done in your life and then showing those good deeds openly fairly honestly and transparently letting people know who you are you know that's your quote-unquote bank account you know the things you've done in life that's your bank account and the more you've done in life the more other people are willing to help you out to get the things that you think you want You know, what's what's better statement of wealth? <clears throat> Some number in an account. Some arbitrary number like, oh I've got like a million I got a million dollars. Oh I got a billion dollars. Does that mean anything? Or is it just some like big number that they can use to buy things and people off? Sure, it has power in today's society, but it doesn't really tell you anything about the person other than they've got a lot of fucking money. That money can come from literally anywhere today. And regardless if we got it by good means or bad means, you know, it's still got to be gotten by using people in one form or another through these power structures. And like I said, what has more you know clout to a human who's looking at that is like if I was to look at someone like, oh you got a million dollars, and if I was to look at the exact same person. You know, instead of seeing a million dollars, I saw, well, this person did this, 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 you know, and contributed all this, and did this, and did this, and spent 20 years here, and, you know, five years there, and contributed to this, and worked on that. And I can just look at their whole profile and think, wow, you did a lot in life. I like you. I can trust you. I, I think I would like to support what you're doing, or what your cause is, or, or give you something that you think you want. You know, that says to me more than just a number and then, oh, here's a couple of numbers. I'll give you a few numbers if, you know, you give me some service or good or support me. If you're like, hmm, yeah, I guess I'd rather have some more numbers. You know, I'll do what you want. You know, money talks. Bullshit walks, right? And that's the world we live in today. Where people will do anything for a couple of numbers being transferred from one account to another, right? You know, that's the world we live in. Everyone does everything for numbers. You know, give me some more numbers. That that's what people just aspire for. Aspire to. They do anything for is numbers. And I feel like if you if you're gonna do things in the world, I feel like you should do things because you actually know that person and you want to help them because you look at what they've done and you're like, oh, I like what you've done. I'll help you out. It says to me a lot more about a person, and it's more transparent than just looking at someone's, you know, oh, I've got a lot of wealth, or the appearance of wealth. You know, it's funny, like, you know, President Trump, he seems like he's got a wealth, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's got more debt than he's got wealth. It would not surprise me in the least that he's the largest debtor ever. The guy has so much debt. He's got to have, like, Mountains of debt, at least nearly equal to his supposed mountain of cash. Can you imagine? I always wonder which one's bigger, the mountain of debt or the mountain of cash. I wonder how big that mountain of default has been. How many times has he been bankrupt? How big is that mountain, I wonder? Is it bigger than the other ones? It makes you wonder.
wonder how long the list of his good deeds are. Like, well, I hope this is a person out, or I hope these people are out. Well, I hope that cause for social environment and change, or I hope this environmental situation. I mean, how many of those does he have on his, could he have on his resume? I wonder. I would really love to see the, uh, his biggest one is, why well, help end nuclear war, nuclear escalation, and instead use that power to create a worldwide energy grid of free power for the world for the next couple hundred years in order to not only bring peace and prosperity to the world and understanding and cooperation and trust, but also to make the world get rid of all carbon and fix this whole greenhouse problem that we have going on. It's making us on the verge of destruction. It's like just as like the multifold connection of making the world great now. I mean, you don't have to green the world slowly. You could like just nuclear power, boom, carbon gone, like literally, not overnight, but not, but pretty quickly on a time scale. We could do it within five to ten years. I mean, it would just be mind blowing. A multifaceted way of an efficient system run by electricity. It would be the energy exporter of the world. You know, the extra money everyone has in their pockets because they don't have to pay for fuel in their car or heat their house or the energy bill. Yeah, we would just power everything. If people could be wasteful with it, that's how much of it there is. There's so much nuclear energy just sitting in fucking holes in the ground. It's mind-boggling. It's even more mind-boggling if it's all high-grade uranium, like explosive high-grade shit, which can be used to power low-grade shit, which like, like exponentially increases its power capability. I mean, it's just like mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing amount of energy just sitting there in silos. We can just blow us all up, use it as some fucking threat card to each nation in order to threaten our own citizens. You know, instead of using it for, using it for peace and good and prosperity and change and making the environment clean, you know, we use it to fucking threaten each other's citizens so we, the people in power can fucking get their way. It's just... It just amazes me how obtuse humanity is to this fucking travesty that's going on in the world today. And they get away with it because no one knows about it, I guess. No one cares about it. No one thinks they can do anything about it. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I can, but I feel like... I feel like there's been so many books that have probably been made that probably touch on the exact same things I'm talking about. It's like I have to make this like this complete, absolute masterpiece of logic and connectedness. And really, that book back it up with a means of allowing people to be connected and networked to make change and do the things that I say that they need to do to make change. And then, not only that, but like do something that gets people's awareness of it. And it has to all actually kind of work together. It has to do everything at once. It's just like, oh, it's just so mind-numbingly big. The amount of change that needs to happen in this world in such a short period of time.
You know, the hours just keep ticking away, and I'm like, damn, what am I gonna do anything with this? You know, I typed and I, you know, I talk about things, and it's just like, can you really make a change in one person? Unfortunately, me, because I'm so fucking lazy. One person as lazy as I am actually make a change in their life. You know, maybe someone else out there does think like me and gets what I'm thinking. But I don't know. Sometimes I think there isn't. Sometimes I really wonder is there anyone in the world who would fucking get a word that I just said? I mean, to me, it just seems so logical. So elementary. So deductive and, and reasoning. But most people would just like take a sign because they fall on this demographic or that and not want to be reasonable and try to come to the middle on things. And I'm not saying everyone's right. I'm not saying everyone's wrong. But we need to come to the middle because you always, always, no matter what, have a conservative and a liberal side of humanity. Because guess what? That's how our brains are. Half of our brains are liberal, and half of our brains are conservative. And some people, one side wants to be more prevalent, and some people, the other side wants to be more prevalent. But you will never, ever get rid of either one of them. So we have to, have to come together on these things. But everyone wants to just stand on their side and cross their arms and look and, you know, play chicken and dare, you know, and uh, mutually assured destruction pact, fucking weapons standoff, posturing. It's just like, what's fucking wrong with you people? All you gotta do is walk across the aisle and shake hands and get this shit done. And that's like the whole point of governments, right? They're supposed to be the median between the left and the right to fucking get shit done in a peaceful kind of way, but no, they, they're still can get divisions on purpose, it's like they're just itching to fucking have people hate each other, it's, it's crazy, and people just fall for it, I was waiting for the day that, you know, something happens, it's like, stock market collapse again, banking collapse again, you know, what happens on that day when, People aren't going to get paid anymore, or something, anything. You know, the only thing that's going to keep us from going into absolute chaos and at each other's throat because there's like no food or no parts or no heat, is that's literally what could happen one day. Just the whole breakdown of the system. It could be financial. It totally, could totally be financial. You know, are we just going to keep going to work and then? Writing down our hours and hoping that eventually, you know, I'll get some recompense at the end. Or are we just going to let the whole fucking system fall apart? Because we don't get a paycheck or something. Or I'm going to make a stance and, you know, I can't come to compromise. Attitudes. And literally, if people do not go to work and keep the system going, if you don't do your job and you don't do your job and you don't do your job over here, how can you expect the benefits of each other's labor to keep the system going? Because quite frankly, 
No, no one can keep the system going by themselves. It's impossible. Can you imagine going back on a farm and trying to make an existence? Farming off the land? It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you can do it, but not in the populations we have. It's impossible. And most people, quite, quite just to be honest and frank about it, most people, probably 90 plus percent, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. They have no skills and no training in it. And those of those you can are just like basically damning the world to fucking hell. Because they can't. They're just going to be suffering. And you break down the system. That's it. That is it, people. Welcome to... Look at Venezuela today. It's just a fucking nightmare. Nothing like to say. Because people can't work. Because there's no economy. Because the value of the money just like dropped to nothing. Because the government's ineffectual. You know, this is what happens when leadership is ineffectual. You know, they let you, they, you let them lead them because they point guns at you. This is the whole reason. Everyone's afraid to get shot. Well, you know, if everyone wasn't afraid of getting shot, you know, how could they stop everyone? No one wants to be the first guy. No one wants to be that, you know, 1% that starts, you know, standing up to the powers that be. Because the powers that be have guns, and they just, like, come in and just, you know, Stormtroop anyone who opposes them. This is the biggest problem as well. We, we allow these governments to use weapons of mass destruction on us. And to, uh, to come over with their you know, military grade weapons. And their shields, and their, their tear gas, and their water cannons. You know, and, and just jack food all over us. And surveil us. It's just crazy. We let our own governments do it. We allow them to get away with it. There's no laws that have been changed that allow you to like you know protest your grievances in public. No, we just let them jack food all over everyone and use weapons of mass destruction. I mean, how is that not an issue? And that should be one of the major issues. How can you affect this peaceful change of you know half the country who fucking doesn't like the way it's working? You know, when you could just Lock up protesters and tear gas them. It's, it's just wrong on so many levels. Now, if you want a functioning, peaceful democracy, but apparently they don't. And they want absolute chaos and anger and riots in the street. I mean, that's what it leads to when people's issues are not recompensed. And if it's not voiced and it's not heard, it's going to build up more resentment, more anger. <clears throat> people just need to rise up together I don't know I don't know what that catalyst is going to be to get people to come together but it's going to be something one day be planned or not but one of these days who knows where we'll be I think the economic collapse most likely, yeah, the beginnings of the economic collapse. This money system we have is just absolutely ridiculous. So convoluted. Just it is just fucked. How much debt we have in this world today? Yeah, they create this mountain of debt. 
for humans that just work together. We've been working together to make this world work for a fucking century. And what they've done in the meantime, they've created a mountain of debt that we all enslaved under. And would that have all that work have happened otherwise? It could have. We could have done all the work that we've done in the whole world up until today without mountains of debt. But we haven't. We let these middlemen of banks and governments get in the middle and just create mountains of debt. We're all enslaved to. It's funny. It wasn't so tragic. And we don't need these mountains of debt. These mountain debts are fictions created by banks, in my opinion. Because there's just a bunch of middlemen in the middle that use their positions of trust for their own betterment. Quite frankly. But what can you do? That's hierarchical systems for you. Like I said, you'll never change anything as we get rid of these hierarchical systems that we have now. It's impossible. Can you imagine trying to unwind this mountain of debt? And it's just it's insane how big and complicated it is. Especially with the endless amount of law we have backing it. It's just impossible. It would literally never happen because they'd have you in court for the next fucking century over it. I mean, no bullshit. This is why you can never undo the financial system and work for the people. When has the financial system ever given up one ounce of power and wealth? I mean, all you do is look at history. Don't expect the banks and the politicians and the religious people, especially, to fix this environmental problem we have hanging over our heads. An environmental problem hanging over our heads that could be solved easily by a nuclear problem hanging over our heads. Where you can solve two major things in one full swoop, and quite honestly, another ten. But no, that's the thing, we just gotta keep. Everyone just wants to keep doing the status quo. Big oil, big money, big politics, big this, ungodly that. It's the world we live in today, unfortunately. I just wonder how you can get people to be transparent. People are so against being transparent. Without transparency, how can there be trust? Have you changed the world without trust? You know, if transparency doesn't happen, then surveillance will. I can guarantee that. You want to live in a surveillance world, or you want to live in a transparency world? Because transparency world, you know, if everyone's transparent, we can kind of demand our leadership to be transparent. And if we're not, you know, if the whole world's transparent and those running for leadership aren't, why would you put them in office? Why? Our leadership should be the most transparent people in the world. I mean, sure, normal people can be transparent. If you're a leader, you make decisions and people follow you and your opinions. You need to be even more and more and more transparent. So much so it's just like 
If I look at you, I can see through you. I know exactly who you are. I see all, like a pane of glass, I can see where all your money is, your interests lie, what you stand for, just by looking at you online, because you're transparent. You know, people can, if people can be transparent, we can demand transparency of our leadership. But right now we have it so everything's opaque, nothing is transparent. So therefore, our leadership can use that to surveil us. Because who, who are we to stop them? There's some secret court and some secret papers that we don't know about, or we haven't known about for a while since the whole debacle of the CIA and the Patriot Act and all that bullshit went down. We're just collecting all our data. Yeah, we'll, we'll be transparent to them. You know, they get their AIs in there and just, oh, what's this person? Or how can I categorize them? Oh, yeah. We'll be transparent to them. Or would you rather have all of humanity be transparent to the 1%? Or would you rather have all humanity be transparent to itself and force the 1% or those in power, I suppose I should say, to be transparent as well? And really, that's wherein lies all the problems. That our leadership has zero transparency. It's nothing. It doesn't even exist. Not only do we not know, you know, about Trump's finances, even more staggering. I don't even care about Trump's finances. I can see why he wants to keep it secret because I'm sure he probably has more debt than he has money, right? Whatever. I don't even care. We all know he's done some shady shit in the past, right? Whatever. My biggest concern is how the fuck do we not know who owns the Fed? I mean, that's just like the biggest mind-blowing black box of lack of transparency. Just glaring right up the top. It's like the fucking pinnacle of power. And we don't even know who the fuck they are. They are like the pinnacle tip. Absolute power. Because they can literally make... Billions of dollars to pay off thin air. And it's like, we don't know who they are. Who owns the Fed? Eh. Shrug. Oh. Next question just begs a difference. Like, the people who own the Fed, who are they associated with? Who owns them? You know, that, that's the next step. And it's like, eh. We really don't know that. And when you start knowing these things, it's like, and you see that transparency, it's like, Oh, this is why we have a military-industrial complex. Oh, this is why we have a prison-industrial complex. Oh, this is why we have a religion-controlling governments all over the world and fighting everyone. You know, it's just like, it just, all these lacks of transparency just allows them to control us. And you can't force them to be transparent. Good luck on that, right? But if the world were transparent, They'd be kind of be stuck where, you know, if they weren't transparent, they'd be kind of hard to justify them staying in power, wouldn't it? But you see, that's the thing. The people, you and I, everyone, we are the ones that need to make the change. Not them. You're never going to get the top, you know, the leadership of this world to actually lead us somewhere. You know, if you want to make change and force leadership of this world to do the right thing, 
you need to change yourselves and how you think and view your outlook of the world. You know, if that requires you being transparent to the world, then so be it. You know, the surveillance state, if it's not already 100% here, is coming. And either you're going to be in a surveillance state or you're going to be transparent and not have a surveillance state. The option's up to you. You, the people. Yeah, I know it sucks, but I mean, I like my privacy too, but without transparency, there's no trust. And without trust, there is no peaceful. Well, I should say, there is, without trust, there is no consensus. There's no way of doing anything, business or social wise. You know, how do you have billions of people on this planet? Or even in your country, millions, hundreds of millions. Or your own city, millions of people. Everyone is literally a stranger. How do you trust anyone directly? You know, through a, through a, a government system where the people are actually equal and have full power instead of a hierarchical system. You can't do that without trust. And you can't have trust without transparency. I mean, it's just like fucking one plus one equals two. It is just like that simple. It's so hard to put into words, like, just how important all these little things that you do to help change the perception of our reality in the world affect one another and affect humanity in such nuanced ways. Or if you don't do them, it kind of, like, puts up these, like, visible, like, mental barriers of mistrust of the vision. And from there, it's like, that's how they control us still. And you'll never leave it. You'll never get rid of it until you break down those barriers. And the only way to break down those barriers is, again, to have trust. And the only way to have trust in a world where literally everyone could never know anyone, really, you can never build trust without having transparency. Fact. Just fact. Is it one plus two equals three? You know? Tired. If you want about those days. Oh. Six eight. I feel like that singer. Oops, I did it again. I stayed up all night. Typing or saying my thoughts that probably never be heard by anyone, <laughs> and that's the funniest part of it all. What a waste of a life! At least I think I might have.